It's a good thing Lin wasn't around in the 90s. He would have locked up half of half of the uh, Captain Planet Planeteers. Wind! Gut! Nope! Get him out of here. <laughs> the only one he'd leave around is, is Mati. <laughs> um. Art! No, he'd get locked up too. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. Hi. And Ryan. Don't you dare judge my truly. What was that, like a Topo Chico? <laughs> I was going to say that, that a very weak, a very weak, uh... It's been sitting out for like 15 minutes now. Just waiting uh, to record, waiting to start recording. It's been sitting out. I Here, listen, the, uh... I'll make up for it. Look, I'll make up for it for a second one, just... God. There we go. There we got two. There we go. That <laughs> was like a. Did you just gas? Did you just play like a gaffer effect from like <laughs> from like Double Dare? Like it sounded. Yeah. You know, it didn't even sound like a real can. It sounded like a can someone made with their mouth. And like was Double was Double Dare the game that like people would reach their hands up inside the fake nose and all the fake yeah snot, like yeah fake snotty nose. That was such a fucking awesome show. Mark Summers is sitting there having a fucking mental breakdown because his OCD is like, I gotta clean this nose. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was on the show so bad. My mom was like, uh, I'm not going on that show with you. I'm like, thanks, mom. Appreciate you. Killing the kids' dreams. We I'll always wanted to go on fucking guts and go climb yeah, the aggro crag. Exactly. We wanted to go on guts <laughs> and climb the fucking aggro crag. Punch Mike, Mike O'Malley in the fucking dick. I fucking hate Mike O'Malley say, so much. And then, and then like, ask Mo if she wants to go out get something to eat after the show after I <laughs> conquer the aggro crack. So <laughs> so there, there there's uh, somebody it. selling was it somebody was selling a piece of the aggro crag uh on eBay. Bro, we we built the aggro crag in my Dog, buddy's yard. Thousands of dollars they were selling this fucking piece of the aggro crag for. Thousands. I was like wow. I would not pay that for the aggro crag. I'd might pay it for like one of the legends of the hidden temple little like ornament oh, things. From, like the one of the temple gardens, guardians. Yeah, one of the temple guardian like <laughs> coin passes things. Like I'd pay that for the, one of those, but not for a piece of aggro crag. What if you woke up one morning and you walked out of your bed, right? And you you shouldn't be standing in your bed, so you got up first, and then you walked out of your bedroom, and then you went into the living room, and on the floor in the living room was one of the three sides of one of those coins you needed to beat Olmec's temple. I'd be terrified. <laughs> I would not go you, near then, any sort of closet for the rest of the fucking day. And then, then when you go to use the bathroom, a half-naked man like jumps out and like grabs you. Yeah, he okay. doesn't really hurt you. He just kind of grabs your shirt really awkwardly. And yeah, you're like, he, oh, he, I'm he, like, fucked. He grabs he, you. He like, touches you. your elbow. Yeah. So Mom. It's, like the only, it's the only place he can touch. <laughs> he grabs no, you. What and if shakes he, you a little bit? You know, it would be funny as he doesn't grab you, and, and you're like, why? Aren't you supposed to grab me? And you'd be like, well, you're not wearing knee pads. Uh, the, 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 lawyer said, the lawyer said I can't grab anyone who doesn't have on the proper gear. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, because you can only grab those kids in that show because they had on, like, full skateboard gear. So and, uh, That shit was dangerous, by the way. Some of those things they were doing, like, jump down those freaking holes. So it was nuts. Listen, but real quick though, right? What was your favorite team on Legends of the Hidden Temple? Go. Blue Barracudas. Steve? I like the uh the Jaguars. The red Jaguars? Okay. I was yeah. a purple parrot myself. That was that was my that was my jam, my purple parrots. Oh man. I like that I, there was no crossover in our 
I got to be honest with you. I don't think there's. I didn't know there were those other teams. I thought it was pretty much just the Blue Barracudas. <laughs> All right. So watch this. Right? 90, look, watch this 90s knowledge, right? You had the Red Jaguars, the Blue Barracudas, and the Purple Parrots. You also had the Green Monkeys, the Orange Iguanas, and the Silver Snakes. And there was always teams of one boy and one girl. Boom! I watched way too much Nickelodeon back in Oh my the day. god. Let's go to Mo for the scores. Mo! <laughs> Speaking of people who once conquered the aggro crag. <laughs> uh, today we're going to do part one of Lin Biao. Lin Biao. Okay. I only know I know only know Lin Biao because of uh, your buddy on the China History Podcast, Laszlo Montgomery. <laughs> Shout out to the China History Podcast. Fantastic. But Lin Biao was a he was a major figure within the People's Republic of China. He was actually for a short period supposed to be the man that was going to replace Mao when Mao died um, but but things didn't really work out for him in, in, a, in a very like strange and mysterious event a, an unsolved mystery if you will an unsolved mystery coming out of China no update. you don't say update <laughs> uh, so Lin was born on December 5th 1907 um, he, he came from a merchant family um, in Hubei province, um, and his his birth name was uh, Lin Yurong. Lin Yurong. Yeah, and okay. then so his his dad. His <laughs> you're not dad gonna you're not gonna title on that one. No, Lin I find it very Yurong. hard to rip on like ethnic names like this. Yeah, and, like, talk it's a lot. I find it very hard. I'll do it all day for like a fucking name like Sullivan. Like, bitch, come on, there's nine million Sullivans in the fucking world. Yeah. Get, get get new. It's derivative, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, Lin, you wrong. Lin, you wrong. Like I could, all I could think of is like Asian parents, like the Asian parent joke of being like, "No, fuck you, you're not good enough." But I, I don't feel comfortable making these jokes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sure he's done enough dumb shit. I can make fun of him, but not his name. That's just probably low hanging fruit. Low yeah, hanging fruit you know. That's true. And um, he, his, his father was um, owned a factory that made um, that made small like handicrafts. Um, his father but, owned a factory that made small factories. Yeah. <laughs> It made it made models of factories. It's like it's like the factory that makes the Gundam model kits that has a model kit of the machine that makes the Gundams. My wife and I just watched the first Gundam movie. Yeah, first Gundam movie. Okay. Then, <laughs> um, just I had nothing to say about it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. You were gonna I fell asleep something. for the last twenty minutes. It it felt very Chinese, to be honest, because the animation was a little bit, you know, left a little bit to be desired. <laughs> yeah, it's old. Yeah, it's definitely old. I she made a mar- remark at the beginning <sighs> where like they're in space and the asteroid uh, is clearly just a, an animation cell that's sliding across the space cell, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it happens more than once. It's. <laughs> it's just efficiency over there. They're just trying to, well, you know, fill time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So his his father um, opened a factory in, in like uh, sometime after uh, World War One, um, but he was forced to close the factory after um, after local warlords had um, imposed heavy taxes on him. That's sons of bitches, motherfuckers. Um, and after after the factory closed. Um, Lin's father would be a, a purser on a river steamship, which a purser is the person who handles, you know, the money. 
I like how Steve's getting good at this. He knows what the fuck we're going to ask him. But what the fuck is a purser? <laughs> like, we're supposed to know. So he just, he just cuts us off and just jumps in. A, a purser, guys, before you dumbasses even ask. And it was at this time when he stopped at Bochi Lamb to get some medicinal herbs from Wong Fei Hung. Hey, what kind of uh, medicinal herbs are we? They sold weed. According to my, my <laughs> former Kung Fu teacher, still Sifu, but he doesn't teach me anymore. Uh, they, they sold weed. Which is, I don't think is accurate, but, you know. It's, it's pretty yeah, common bro, in China. Smoke, smoke me if you got them, bro. You don't, you know. like, you don't have to the pay taxes, The thing is, taxes, if you man. have any pain-based condition, weed will fix it. You know? If you can't sleep, weed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if yeah, that, that if your fucking sure. arm hurts, weed. <laughs> you got glaucoma? I don't know why, but weed. Glaucoma. <laughs> Summer glaucoma. <laughs> if you just feel like shit, weed. It's the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Weed. Okay. Um, so Lin would enter into primary school at the age of 10 in 1917. Um, and then he would move to, to Shanghai in 1919 um, to continue his education. Is that how it's supposed uh, to be pronounced as Shanghai? Have I just been saying Shanghai like a stupid Westerner forever? I, uh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sounding like an ignorant fuck my whole life. I mean, I, I, look, I don't need help sounding like an ignorant fuck, but I'm just saying, this is just what I can just add this to the pile of dumb shit that I've been saying, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I've been sounding like an Ryan, idiot my whole life. <laughs> what are you even trying to say? It's pronounced Shang Song. He was the boss. <laughs> Yo, that dude threw so many fucking flaming skulls. It was not even fair. I know, it fuck wasn't him. fair. I don't even think you could enter the controls that fast. No, fuck no. I'd rather right. just fight Goro. This is our second episode in a row where we were speaking about the, the turbo button. <laughs> Fucking mad guys controllers. So Lin Biao's dad in, like, what, 1920 had a factory and then he had to leave and then... Well, in the, in the, like, the, late, like the late 1910s. 1910s, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, so, so around the end of like World War One. All right, so um, and then, can you set the scene for us? Because we're in China, right? Can you set the scene for what this looks like in 1910? Like, is this farms? <laughs> is this, like, cities? Like, where it's, are we? It's it's mostly rural. Um, there are a few large cities. Okay. Um, China itself is largely um, divided um, by this period between different sort of um, competing warlords who are usually loyal um, to one government or another. Um, this one, uh, most of the warlords during this period... Are, are mostly loyal um, to the government in Beijing, um, which which eventually just sort of falls apart um, after Yuan Shikai dies, and th- these warlords just sort of vie for control of the country. Okay, all right. Um, and in and Lin himself wasn't really um, that that big of a student. Um, he would he was more interested in joining. Um, sort of like student movements that were going on during this time. Um, and when he... Um, so he was trying to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up for every group has no interest in it. It's got to have a reason. Fucking got to have a reason. <laughs> goddamn leftists. Fucking goddamn pieces of shit. <laughs> so it before he graduates from high school um, in 1925... Um, he joined a, an organization that was related to the Communist Youth League, 
um, which was which was sort of the um, the young people's um, sub party of the of the Communist Party in China. Fucking uh, so, commie bastard. So at that point, how I've 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 heard a lot of history about this, but it's been like five years since I heard it. Uh, at that point, how like 1925, how uh, developed was the communist movement in China? It was very small at that at that time. It wasn't. Right. Um, it was sort of growing. Yeah. Um, but it it wasn't really you know like that big of a force. That doesn't come until um, around the time of like World War II. Okay. So let's <clears throat> actually let's do this real quick while we're here and we're talking about this. Let's talk about what communism is real quick, because I feel like, especially if you just peruse the social medias like the Facebooks, everybody just kind of throws out communism and Marxist shit, and they just kind of use these words, and they don't really, I, I feel like they don't really know what the fuck, most people don't know what the fuck communism actually is. Yeah, no, so, they, use them, they use them like buzzwords, basically. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it's, it's, it's pertinent to sit here and say, when we talk communism as a political theory... It's from Karl Marx, but the idea is that everybody everybody is not, to, so to say, equal. It means that property is owned by the people, and people are paid according to how, like, their abilities, I you say, or, like, how well they can do things. Does that make sense? Like, it, it ha- it's not like everybody's getting paid $10 an hour across the board, every single person, and every single right. person gets to sleep in the exact same kind of house. And get, like, right. that's not what it is. It's, it's, it's the people own things. Now, what Jeff Bezos doesn't is... own Amazon. Amazon's employees collectively own. <laughs> but if you read Facebook too much, you, you, you start to think that communism is a mental health issue. So I'm going to let Steve dial in on this one because I, I, I don't have a succinct answer. I don't, I don't know. Well, dur- during this period, it's a very sort of like anti-colonialist, anti-imperialist movement, um, and, and essentially seeks uh, in China is what they want to do is they want to raise China up to be like an industrialized nation um, and sort of like abolish class structure within China um, and, and just sort of create a classless society that's that's also modern in China. Mm-hmm. Right, because uh, China is uh, largely a classful society at that time. Right or prior to that, because there were they were royals. So well, y- yes, uh, uh, sort of towards the end, you know, you had the the Manchus and you and you had an emperor. Um, the, the emperor is still around. Um, he he's mostly just slumming it in um, the <laughs> forbidden city right there's now. There's still an emperor in China. Is he like the queen? He's kind of like a, a like a person that's well. At, at this time, like he was head? like he was removed from like power, and, and he's just sort of a guy that lives in the forbidden city. Oh, wait, during the, um, okay, okay. I thought you meant like today, it, like today. This no, like, he emperor. like the last emperor of China died in the seventies, I think. I was gonna say, there's no way that Winnie the, I mean, uh, Xi Jinping would allow a fucking emperor to even. Well, he take it. and we just he, got banned right, in China. Just I just got banned in China. You just banned China, dude. <laughs> we just got banned in China. <laughs> well, what happened with Puyi was that he was eventually at the end of World War Two was captured, um, and he was put into a re-education camp. Um, and then he was eventually released from the camp, and, and he sort of, like, lived out the rest of his life as, as a gardener. Okay. Okay. Um, and he did he did hold some, like, nominal posts um, Man, that's, that's in sort of, like, Beijing city government, but he wasn't, like... He, he went he from, wasn't, he went from like, getting all the vegetables so they could 
that he could ever want and never having to work a day in his life to to growing the vegetables. That commie fuck. That's like going from the that's like the full on slippery slide from royalty to shit. There it is. It's like the E behind the music story of, yeah. of Pooey. <laughs> just uh, I'm just gonna put I just these want episodes to say it's on VH1 YouTube behind the music. Not yeah. E. I was about to say. I well, remember e, watching that religiously. Well, no, he had he the had music. the true the true Hollywood stories. Yeah, yeah, he had e true Hollywood stories. VH1 had behind the music, and then MTV had one for like a season or two. But it was we trash. should put our episodes up on YouTube as pop up videos and uh, <laughs> correct ourselves. Bro, pop up <laughs> videos was the shit. But I never listened to the song because I'm like too interested in reading the Fuck shit that the pops song. up on the screen. It's always some bullshit. All right. Anyway, so so Lynn is it Bayo Scott Bayo Lynn Bayo? No, it's <laughs> Lynn Bayo <laughs> Scott Bayo's great uncle. <laughs> Lynn Bayo Scott Bayo's Chinese uncle. His, his Asian understudy. <laughs> <laughs> hey Lynn, like you better Senor, get ready. They might have like, you in this scene. <laughs> like Senor Spielbergo. It's like Senor reverse. Spiel- it's like reverse. Senor Spielbergo. Um, in later in 1925, Lynn would join. Um, he'd partake in what was called the May 30th movement, which was sort of like a series of like labor strikes against um, like imperialism. Um, throughout this period, there's a lot of like demonstrations. Uh, the most popular and notable of them is like the May 4th movement, okay. which is sort of like the start uh, of sort of like radical politics in China. Okay. Right. Um, and it was it was like a large demonstration against. Um, this treaty that Japan wanted to force China to agree to that would have essentially signed over like control of most of China and its government to Japan, and th- they were sort of like um, demonstrating against that. And, and, and then, obviously, this time China is not a military powerhouse, and Japan is. Yes, they had, um, but before this too, um, China had lost a war, the first Sino-Japanese war. Um, China had been defeated by Japan, Um, both of them using uh, modern weapons. For instance, you know, the Chinese bought battleships from Western powers, but the Japanese were just better trained and and they had like a much better military force. They were able to defeat the Chinese pretty easily. Gotcha. Um, And and at this time, too, he enrolls in what's called the 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 Wampoa um, Military Academy. Um, which is in um, Guangzhou and is like the the premier like Chinese military academy at this time. It's kind of like the West Point of of like Chinese military um, history. And he gets in. Yeah, he he gets in. Um, he because at this time um, the the uh, the academy is operated by the the Chinese nationalists, mm-hmm. um, and and it's sort of under. Um, and, and the principal of the academy is Chiang Kai-shek. Oh, okay. Um, and and as a cadet, you know, Lin sort of admired um, Chiang. Ryan, if you don't um, know who Chiang Kai-shek is, he's like a mid-boss in communism. <laughs> 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 you know that guy that you fight? Uh, he's not quite a boss, first, but he's stronger the than the average NPC. Double Dragon. You know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah. big dude with the yeah. fist-shaped head. A bobo. He's that yeah. guy, Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, he comes back eventually too, and he comes back fierce. But he's not like a level boss. He's like yeah. just a more powerful NPC. Yeah, he also has like one of the most badass pictures of him in like you know military regalia. Oh really? 
Yeah, yeah check pretty, them out. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, God it, damn, those fucking lapels and the fucking shoulders. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this those guy. epaulettes that are the size of, like, VW Beetles. It looks like a fucking broom. <laughs> He's got, like, uh-huh. two pieces of a broom on his shoulders. I wouldn't fuck with him. He looks like a dervish. Good Lord. Um, so, at this academy, um, Lynn will also study under um, Joe N. Lai. And, and Joe N. Lai is, like... He, he's sort of like the, the senior statesman of the People's Republic of China. Um, he, he's generally considered to be, like, one of the most, like, revered figures in modern Chinese history. Yeah. Also, um, very sexy headshot from, from his younger days. Yeah, he has, uh, <laughs> he has uh, very, very nice eyebrows. Yeah, he's got serious eyebrow game, and that hair game's on point. Yeah. He's got the Joseph Stalin going on. He's got the young Joseph Stalin. Yeah, jo- young Joseph Stalin. Yeah, that one picture of Stalin where he looks like uh, Zac Efron's ghost. Yeah. You would not believe how many people have showed that picture to, like, women, and be like, yo, do you think this no. guy's hot? And they're like, he's Do you send it to him sexy. on Tinder? No, 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 no. Like, this I have it on my me. phone. I have it on my phone. I'm like, yo, listen, so uh, what do you think about this guy right here? And most of the people that show that it's like, yeah, he's fucking hot. I'm like, you, Joseph Stalin, you fucking psycho. You historically catfish people with <laughs> Joseph Stalin's young photo. Listen, was, to be fair, the dude's a good-looking man when he was young. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm just imagining that that whole like thing of like Zac Efron's travel show, but it's like Stalin, but it's like Stalin going to like a collective farm or whatever. Like, look, uh, look at all this grain. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> look He's at looking. all the look at all this progress. Sick. <laughs> uh, I couldn't come out to this dam and not see this turbine. Wicked. <laughs> hey Zach, have you met Shanghai Shek yet? No. <laughs> hey, Ch- sick. <laughs> that show's great, by the way. <laughs> I love your brooms that you got on your shoulders. <laughs> um, they're, they're sick. <laughs> so um, while Lid and Joe. Um, would, would sort of connect at the academy. Um, Lynn would not see Joe after he graduated from Wampoa until um, Lynn goes to goes to Yan'an in, in the 1930s, which is sort of like the communist um, base camp after the Long March. It sounds like a fucking shitty 90s comedy. Lynn goes to Yan'an. <laughs> oh my god. Starring um, Polly Shore. Like... <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> and... And Lynn and Joe were never really um, close, um, but but they were never really at odds with each other, which will become important later on. So they just um, kind of coexist. Yeah, and they, they don't really clash a lot. Okay. Um, so a- after he graduates in 1926, um, Lynn begins his military career in a regiment commanded um, by a general named um, Yi Ting. I'm sorry, general named what? Yi Ting. E Ting, okay. Yeah, Ting. Um, so it, he he goes on what's called the Northern Expedition, um, which is this expedition where the Chinese nationalists are going up from southern China, um, all the way um, to Shanghai and then to Beijing to sort of like take over the country. Thank God I at least pronounced Beijing correctly. Jesus Christ. Um, so they the the idea is is that they're going to go north. Um, they're either going to defeat or buy out the warlords that are there um, and then sort of incorporate them into the Chinese nationalist government. Are they so going to buy them out with? Uh, silver. They, they usually used um, silver Mexican dollars, 
um, which is sort of like the the Kruger Rand of the day in China. Um, the the Mexican silver dollar was highly valued for trade because it had the highest silver content out of any currency. Um, very much like the Kruger Rand has like a lot of um, has the highest gold content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a common like trading commodity. It was see, and it was important if you look back in history because with the highest silver content and with the proliferation of werewolves back in the 1920s, um, the silver content was at a premium because when these werewolves were around, you know, silver bullets and all that. So you know, yeah, it was hard to come upon silver at the time. I mean, <laughs> until the Monster Squad took out the uh, the werewolves uh, and the vampire. I think it was the vampires, werewolves, and the, the Frankenstein monster in the 80s. Van Helsing not doing great at this time. No, no. Uh, so, but so, um, so this is a push basically for them to nationalize China by either, like you said, buying out or basically killing the warlords. Yeah, either either defeating them in battle or or essentially like buying them out, co-opting them. Now, stupid question: Is China known as China in this time period, or is it like known as something else? Or well, to, just a to foreigners, area? it's known as. Well, to foreigners, it's known as China. Um, in in China, it's always known as um, Zhongguo, which means like the Middle Kingdom. Oh, okay, egotistical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you live in a kingdom. Okay, excuse us. All right, go ahead. Well, well, on the northern expedition, um, Lin will will sort of go up in rank. Um, he will eventually become a colonel in 1927, and and during the Northern Expedition, he will also join the Communist Party. Um, Whoa! The Communist, what the fuck was he in 1925? He was just like a, a liberal, just like a lower officer. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh! How did he colonel up? He he just over time, you know, he became a deputy platoon leader, then a battalion commander, um, and then just sort of rapidly rose in rank. That's crazy. So um, in a year. A year, yeah, in, a, in, in about it's in, in about a year, yeah. Holy fuck! Um, so Lin is actually like a very like a very good general. Um, so it's not unsurprising that he would rise like rise very high very quickly in, in sort of like an untested military force. Because um, this is sort of like the day one, um, sort of like the day one version of the Revolutionary Army. Um, so it's not like the people that are there have like much of a combat record. Um, some of them are veterans of like other conflicts, um, and a lot of the officers too have only just gotten um, military training in Japan. So we can't even attribute his fast pass to colonel to like combat in <laughs> fast you pass. Know. like it's fucking Disney. Well, well no, no, it's it's the uh, uh, Mr. It's, Biao, it's the uh, you're saying. Just go ahead and oh, skip this colonel. line here and just uh, get to the front of the line. Gorsh, well, you got upgraded he, quick. <laughs> the way he's the, the reason why he's going up is because they're in combat. What what right. I was saying is the other people who were there before in the structure they don't have combat experience. Oh. So, so the people who do well okay. in combat are going to rise and rise in rank very quickly. So he's like gotcha. Amaro okay. from Gundam. <laughs> Once again, I'm with, just showcasing with less my crying. ignorance. <laughs> less crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're free. The Gundam movies are free on YouTube right now. So uh, smoke a smoke a J and uh, get on there. They're three Call hours jazz long. Jazz cigarette. <laughs> smoke a jazz cigarette. <laughs> it's three hours long. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Smoke a couple jazz cigarettes. During during the the northern expedition, like I said, he he joins the Communist Party because at this time the Chinese Communists and the Chinese Nationalists sort of have an alliance. 
um, that they're working together um, in, in order to sort of like bring China under one government. Um, but the, the nationalists are always suspicious of the, of the communists. Um, oh, one, of the, one of the main reasons why they, they sort of teamed up with them is because the Soviet Union was very quick to give aid um, to the Chinese nationalists during this period. Um, and they, they suggested that the two sort of like hook up. Soviet hmm. aid was willing to give money to the nationalists and not the communists? They they gave to both, but they, okay. they gave a lot of aid to the nationalists because they were an established party. And the idea was was that they could either, you know, make them go um, communist or they could just have, like, set up a situation where the communist party can, can sort of, like, take over after the nationalists have established. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So they're playing the long game, 4D chess. They're playing the Donald Trump game. But just far smarter. Um, and and, and I'm so this 36D chess. This this alliance though doesn't last very long because when the nationalists reach, um, when when they reach uh, Shanghai, um, they they see that the communists who who have already infiltrated the labor unions in the city have already taken over um, the the city and, and they have it under sort of communist control. Um, and when Chang sees that the communists have already sort of established control of, of one of the biggest cities in China, um, he decides it's time to eliminate the communists, um, and he massacres most of the communists that are in Shanghai. Oh, not a good day to be a communist in Shanghai. Jeez, or sorry, Shanghai. Uh, uh, so Lin, Lin who, who's the general in the Kuomintang at this, or is a colonel in the Kuomintang in this time, he, he leaves... Um, he, he leaves after what's called the Nanchong Uprising on August 1st, 1927. Um, it, it's sort of like a failure. Um, and what, what happens is is that Lin, is, Lin escapes after the, the failure of this uprising um, to, to sort of like the remote area of um, Jiangxi um, province where Mao has sort of set up a, a what's called the, the, the Jiangxi Soviet in 1928. Hmm. Okay. Um, so the the Jiangxi Soviet is like a, a small area where the communists have sort of taken over, like a warlord. Um, they they control the area. You know, they have their own currency. Um, they they issue stamps and stuff like that. Um, and they begin some land redistribution. Yeah, they had. Um, they but, had I believe it was called Mao Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Mao, Mao money. It's Mao money. Yeah, it's Mao money. <laughs> Mao money. Mao money. <laughs> Mal money, mal problems. <laughs> um, That's the name of the so, episode, right there. Mal money, when, mal problems. There it is. When when Lin leaves, he he had married a girl through an arranged marriage in 1920, or, or when he was 20, um, he married her, which was in 1927. Who arranged um, it? Mal? His no, his parents. Oh, okay. Um, because he because remember he's not with Mal yet. Uh, oh, Mao, okay. Mao was sort of Mao okay. is not around when the the betrayal happens. That, that's one of the reasons why Mao was sort of left as sort of the top right. guy in Chinese communism is because all the other like communist leaders get get killed by the Kuomintang. I'm sorry, the betrayal. What the betrayal happened? What what, what betray? Oh wait, I'm sure it's coming up. No, I, I mentioned Shanghai. Oh, they, okay, that betrayal. Okay, I thought those. Well, they one, they just like machine gun them all. Like they they sort of set a trap for them, and they just like massacred everyone. Oh, um, not cool. So he goes he goes to the the Jiangxi Soviet, um, and he 
he becomes like a very close supporter of Mao during this period. Um, and he was also like one of the highest ranking um, field commanders in the in the Jiangxi Soviet at this time. Okay. Um, and, and he commanded what was called um, the the first army group. Um, and and he sort of during this time um, he gains a level of, of power and sort of prestige that's comparable to to Peng De Huai, who's like the the head of the third army group, and is generally considered to be like the top military man in the Jiangxi Soviet. So they're basically saying that my boy Lin, how do you say his last name? I'm Biao. gonna say Scott. I'm gonna say Biao all the time unless you correct it. Biao. Yeah. So Lin um, Biao is a very very smart, like s- s- strategician. How do you say it? Strategy, yeah, he's military? a he's a very good strategist. Okay, strategist. He's got a very good military mind, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and like I said, he he's he changes beautiful. his name. He he's he changes his mind. name when he becomes like a full revolutionary um, to Lin Biao, which is very common um, for people, you know, to like these sort of revolutionaries, like Stalin did, um, to change their names. Um, because Biao means like. Um, it means like a tiger stripes, mm. and, it, and it's also an old classifier for like troops. Oh, okay. Because okay. because um, Chinese very much like um, Japanese, which is where um, Japanese, I believe, gets it from, is that anytime you have like a sort of like a numbering of things, you you have to have a word that that's sort of like a a qualifier for it. Yeah, there's particles that are used for different things like beers, uh, poon. If you want one beer, <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you want one beer, it'd be like ipun biru. So yeah, they, which they is like, that. like, like pun just means like it's just sort of like a generic like one unit. Yeah, it's used for that type of object too. So you could say the same thing for like soda. Yeah, juice. Um, it, it, one of the the common term representatives in the Soviet, um, a man by the name of Otto Braun, um, described Lin. That as, sounds quote, German. Yeah, he was German. Oh. Because remember the common turns the Communist International? Yes, kind of. No, I did not know that. <laughs> um, the, the common turn is like the, the international um, sort of organization of, of like communist parties that the Soviet Union runs, which which nominally during this period, um, especially after Stalin takes over, they, they directly control. So would you say that, um, and without getting too far ahead of ourselves, would you say that literally... China becomes communist because I know this sounds stupid, but because of Russia's might. Uh, actually, no, and and we'll sort of we'll sort of get to that. Okay. Um, that also, the, actually the opposite happens because really communist like I mean, today they're not really communist. Like well, they 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 sort of they sort of liberalized, but but during Mao they're they're most definitely very communist to to like an extreme like maoism is is crazier than even like stalinism mm-hmm. um but Otto braun described lynn as being quote-unquote politically a blank sheet on which mao could write as he pleased during this period oh okay um and in and in 1932 <laughs> um mao is like briefly removed from power by a by a group of other um chinese communists um and and Lin, during this time period that Mao's like sort of sort of out of control, out of power, um, Lin will like go to beatings 
in, in like in Mao's stead and sort of like attack um, Mao's enemies like when they when they bring up like their plans or their ideas. Yo, imagine having that much power that there's people that will just go to the mat for you and you can just chill, lean back at home. Be like, no, this guy's got Lin Bao, Lin Bao, Bao, Lin Bao. Scott Bale's got my fucking back. I am eternally, like, <laughs> entertained by the fact that you can't say Biao. There's a problem with my fucking pronunciation of Asian names and there's a reason why I don't try. Because <laughs> somebody's going to be like, yo, you are the most offensive piece of shit. I'm like, I'm trying. Scott, I'm Scott Bao. Jeremy Lin, formerly of the New York Knicks. <laughs> Houston Rockets. Currently of the Houston Rockets, I believe, yes. I could say Jeremy Lin. Like, I could do that. But when we're talking Lin, about, like... Lin, Lin Sanity is back. By the way, you guys have I, I think we should. In. I think the second episode will probably be Lin Sanity. Will Lin probably be the name. <laughs> yes, it is. There it is. Um, oh, that's so good. Fuck. So... so the, the the first army group is is like one of the most successful forces within uh, the Red Army during this period. Um, they uh, Lin is a big fan; like he favors guerrilla tactics, um, and and sort of like outflanking the the enemy. And in a three year period from 1930 to 1933, um, he captures um, twice as many prisoners and and equipment. As the third and fifth army groups do combined. Holy shit! How the fuck was he able to do that? Because he he just sort of like outmaneuvers the enemy. He's able to sort of like um, sort of come upon them um, so quickly that he's able to sort of like disarm them and, and take them prisoner. So he's like, what's his name? That was in um, Desert Storm. What's his name? That, that dude's got like the fucking cool. Schwarman Norman. Norman Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarman Norman Schwarzkopf. Norman Schwarzkopf. That's him. Like, so he's kind of like you know, like the 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 Asian version. Or fuck it, the Chinese version of old Stormin Norman, huh? I guess. Um, <laughs> I thought you were the history guy. God damn it. <laughs> I think he was trying to be nice. Like, he's saying it's not an apt comparison. <laughs> well, fuck, say it's not an apt comparison. Ryan, you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know anything about Schwarzkopf other than that he was on TV when I was a kid. And his, his dad trained the Shaw's uh, secret police. Oh, my God. Hey! hey. Um, can we go back and edit out my last, like, minute and a half here? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Live with your shame. So what what eventually happens with the Jiangxi Soviet, and this this will sort of happen with Yan'an, is the the nationalists will sort of like box them in. They'll, they'll build these sort of like um, these sort of like um, blockhouses around the area that comprises the Soviet. Just um, Florida homes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and just sort of like lock them in um, so they can't get out. Um, and the idea is that they that they will cut them off, and they'll eventually, you know. Um, either move in and take them out, or, or just prevent them from spreading. Okay. Um, one of uh, the auto auto brawn is, is sort of like an advocate of of them, you know, um, striking at the bases and like breaking out. Um, okay. But um, they they haven't done this before because they they can't really fight a stand up battle against the nationalists and win. Um, so. Lin essentially argues that they should just keep fighting a guerrilla war um, and, and just sort of exhaust them. Um, so that the, 
the idea is is that they just sort of like tire them out as opposed to going at them one on one, which is what Otto Braun wants to do. I mean, for what it's worth, guerrilla tactics seem to have worked in every major conflict that it's been employed in, like Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan. Guerrilla tactics seem to fucking work. Yeah, if you um, can't stand up with someone, absolutely. You frustrate, like, you frustrate standing armies that don't but fight like is, that. You frustrate them. This, this is also 1933, um, so they, they don't really have that, that sort of, like, idea of things. Um, they they so, have the, so, pre, the preliminary idea, like, so this is all this is all somewhat like revolutionary yeah, uh, yeah, yeah because it's 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 the same reason why you know like being a soldier in like the civil war up through world war one was terrible because anytime you're taking on a defensive uh, a defensive position um you're going to get decimated um because all they know how to do is that like you run at them and and you kill them and it's like well if they have a machine gun they're they're going to kill a lot more of you but the idea is that you just send wave after wave until you take them out until they don't uh, have enough bullets to keep going, yeah. Yeah, so the the idea is, and, and the Germans are big fans of this too, so I'm sure that, that affected Braun's um, thinking on the matter. Um, so he, uh, Lynn, Lynn sort of advocates that they should abandon the, the Soviet. Um, and and Braun and, and Peng Dehui are, are, are not really like happy with this. Because they don't want to uh, abandon anything. They, don't want to they got a good thing going. going there, you know? Yeah. They're like, we're well, they, shit up. The, the idea is, too, is that if they leave, um, they'll, they'll eventually, you know, be, be hunted down and, and killed by the nationalists. Mm. Or if you um, stay, you get killed anyway? So what what happens is is that they, they try to break out of the, the encirclement, and it, and it fails. Um, so they, they go on with Lin's plan, um, and it, it's sort of like that they will leave um, and, and go elsewhere. Um, so in, in 1934, um, they, they abandon their base, um, and then they, they start moving towards, um, to sort of to the northwest, um, to Shanxi province, to, to the place of Yan'an. Um, and they, they reach there in, uh, after what's called the Long March, um, which is sort of this arduous journey um, where they march on foot across China, um, while fighting the nationalists and sort of picking up people as they go, um, mm. and eventually have this like base camp. Okay. Why do I feel like the long march is something else? Or there's something else that it, it's a mythologized thing in like Chinese communism. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's something it, it, else I'm thinking of. It, it, it has to the like the march. same the same sort of like um, reputation that like Valley Forge does for like the American Revolution. Uh okay. That's probably okay. Um, and like they like they have a they have a rocket that's named after it. it's called the Long March. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, so they they reach Shanxi Province in 1936, um, and, and throughout this time, Lin and Lin and Peng are considered like the best um, battlefield commanders they have. Lin number one. Lin number one. Oh, sorry. And, and during this time period, um, they're they're not really rivals with each other. Um, they they had both supported uh, Mao becoming like um, uh, sort of maintaining his leadership in in 1935, um, and it, it's it seems like though um, that that Lin also had privately had doubts about Mao, but he would never publicly um, state them. Okay. Um, and a, an American journalist named Edgar Snow um, he writes a book called Red Star Over China. 
Um, and that in, is an and American in ass journalist name. Edgar, what? Edgar Snow. Is yeah, that what his name was. It's like the most American journalist name I've ever heard. He he visits the the base um, in 1936, um, and and he wrote about um, he wrote about Wynn briefly, um, and he, he essentially said that like Wynn was not um, that he was very quiet and reserved, but he talked about how he favored um, the these sort of guerrilla tactics and how like how much he loved his men. Um, he spent most of his time talking about uh, Pung, who he had a lot of like conversations with. Okay. In Chinese. I, I, believe, I believe or Snow Portuguese. did speak um, <laughs> did, did speak Chinese um, he, he's, he's eventually invited back multiple times to, to visit China but Edgar Snow writes this book it's like a very glowing like praise of um, of China and like the Chinese communists um, and and during this time um, Lin and Mao were like very close, um, it, and that they and Lin is very like devoted to Mao. Um, and and Lin during this period as well has become the the head of their um, of their sort of military school, which is called the Chinese People's Anti-Japanese Military and Political University. What God the damn, fuck! That sounds mouthful. like a Japanese AV title. <laughs> 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 it probably has a jab title. That's a fucking mouthful right there. God damn. So why is Lin uh, all up Mao's uh, butt? Is it because he is he ideologically aligned with Mao, or is he what is it? He it, it seems that he's ideologically um, behind Mao. Um, he he sort of believes you know that he's the leader for China. Is it largely seen that? I mean, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't want to impose my like assumptions. But is it largely seen that like China um, needed a revolution in some way, and this was the best thing going? Well, it, like I would, I would argue that like all of them, like like all sort of the political groups in China that wished to reform it, sort of wanted a revolution. Um, the Chinese nationalists, um, you know, wanted a revolution. Sure. They themselves were a revolutionary party. Um, but their idea was, you know, that after we get China up to a certain level, um, they would begin sort of like democratic elections. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and with, like, the Chinese communists, they, they also want to, you know, um, change China. Everyone during this period knows that, that China is incredibly weak. Um, China has been going through um, about 100 years of, of humiliation since the Opium Wars, um, as they call it. Um, and and China is often called, like, the sick man of Asia. Oh, um, yeah, so for that's, the, that's right. I've heard that. Yeah. So, so for the the Chinese people during this time period, there's very much an idea, you know, that China has fallen from its place as being one of like the great powers of the world, and it needs to be brought back, um, and and it would require something, you know, revolutionary to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got it. Got it. Even though it um, took ninety fucking years, they definitely came back <laughs> strong. Rebound ninety years later. Um, well, that's what so, happens when you can produce a cheaper uh, alternative for the Space Jam movie. That's when you. <laughs> that's what happens when you have uh, a Wish.com. <laughs> oh my god, that fucking site is the worst fucking site. <laughs> We're already banned in fucking China for my Winnie the Pooh comment earlier, so fuck you, we might as well just go all in. <laughs> Wish is just basically um, Harbor Freight. That's what it is. <laughs> 
with like a with like a weird department store. I'm gonna order some jack stands off Wish and see how yeah. it goes when I change my oil. He support four thousand pounds. <laughs> you fucking rest your Kool Aid on it. And it just crashes to the fucking floor. No, I know somebody signed. Not up only does it crash to the floor Fleet. when it. When it cracks open, liquid mercury pours out. <laughs> no, listen, I know somebody that works at Harbor Freight that was like, I would not get under these jack stands. Not no. at all. <laughs> like, holy no. shit, you work here, dude. He's like, no, don't get under these jack it, stands at all. Get like six of them, and I might feel okay. Uh, it, it reminds me of the, uh, the the tattoo removal gun you can buy on um, Alibaba, I think it is. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Because <laughs> you know how they, you know how those like those like lasers they use to remove like tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can you can buy those on <laughs> like Alibaba to so use on like to use on yourself. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and, like there, no. there are videos if you look on YouTube of people who like bought one just to seeing like how well it worked and has like different different settings. What the Jesus fuck, Christ? Dude. No, I. Uh, no. Um, I, you know, I watched a documentary about that, about this, it's a, it was about, like, Nazi, like, white power dickheads in the United States, and they were leaving the movement, they had changed their ideology, and they'd grown out of it, and um, mm-hmm. they wanted to take their tattoos off, so this group, I believe, works with um, the ACLU, they, like, would, they would get together, I don't remember if it was the ACLU or not, but they would, anyway, they'd get together, and they would actually fund the tattoo removal. Do you mean the Southern Poverty Law Center? No, it wasn't. It might have been the S. That might have been it. SPLC. Yeah, it might have been them. Um, but they fund the tattoo removal. And let me tell you something. It was the most painful fucking thing I've ever seen someone go through. Like it oh, was. Yeah, it yeah, was no, a huge that. metaphor for like, like he deserved the suffering for the shit that he said he did. And it was watching him go through it was like kind of. It was cathartic. You could tell it was cathartic, you know. But like at the same time, it's like if you buy one of those fucking guns and you use it on yourself, fuck you. Like that is ridiculous. That's insane. This guy was the reason. Yeah, go ahead. I I was say that's one of the reasons why um, people go for fill-ins as opposed to removal, right? Because it's less painful to just get a tattoo on top of the the old tattoo than to get it removed. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're literally um, exploding the ink in your skin. That's what it does. God, yeah. It, looks, it, causes it, it just to, looks it causes fucking it to painful. It, it essentially boils the ink out of your skin. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Um, in, in 1937, Lin will marry one of his, his students, um, a, a girl named uh, Liu uh, Shimin. What happened to his wife? Wait, what was her name? Well, he 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 sort of like abandoned his his prearranged marriage when he he went off to be a revolutionary. I don't know if I mentioned that. All right, so we got um, we got Lin Biao eating Liu Shimin, right? Lin Man, well, wait, well, Lin Manuel Scott Bao. His <laughs> Miranda. It, we don't know much about the we don't know much about the girl he married, other than that um, they they sort of. Um, they, they sort of like broke off their marriage and, and sort of got divorced when he when he went off to join the communists. Mm. Um, we we know that her family name was was Ong. Mm. Okay. Um, so his 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 first like actual wife, which which is fairly common because you know like Mao, but before he sort of went off and became a revolutionary, he had a prearranged like marriage that that with a wife that he like divorced. Hey, can I be really ignorant here for a minute? 
No. Not that I haven't been ignorant for the last fucking year that we've been doing this podcast. We're going to be really ignorant for a minute right here real quick. Yeah, what, what is the ignorance? So if you are, if we're talking about a Chinese name, right? Uh, Lin Biao. Lin, Nailed Lin Biao. it. Nailed Lin it. Biao. I got it. Fuck yeah, Lin Biao. So Biao is like his actual like American eye. If we're thinking of it in terms of American names, like his first name and Lin and his is his family name. Like Lin, Korean. Yeah, Lin is his family name and Biao is his given name. Nailed okay. it. No ignorance at all. There you go. Let's fucking yeah. go. All right, cool. So, <laughs> and, and normally, and normally too, in in China and and elsewhere, um, it, it, it's common too that that people don't change their names when they get married. Um, so, so, so like be, for instance, he, uh, she she will not change her name, um, so she still stays as as Liu uh, Shimin. And the kids take the the Biao the Lin. The, yeah, they take the Lin name. Okay. Is it is that common? Like kids take a like a father's name? Yeah, they'll they'll take the father's names. Uh, Chinese uh, Chinese society is patrilineal. Okay. Um, so, in in August of 1937. Um, Lin has become the the commander of uh, of a division of what's called the eighth uh, the eighth route army, and as um, China is invaded by Japan, the the communists before this the the communists and the nationalists form an alliance um, to fight the Japanese. Okay. Um, so Lin Lin is um, he's the commander in chief of this 115th division, um, and and he's pretty successful. Um, he he has like one of the few battlefield successes um, in the early period of the the war, um, which is which is at uh, uh, Ping Xingguan in in September of 1937. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what happens is um, in, in 1938, um, while while he's sort of leading his forces in uh, Shanxi, um, it, a group of like Japanese soldiers sort of defect to the communists. Um, and, and they they sort of serve under under Lin's command, um, but one of them, as, as sort of like an offering to Lin, presents him with his like old uniform and his katana. Oh shit! Um, which which they had which they had captured in in battle. Oh shit! Okay. Um, and so what what Lin does is he puts on the uniform and the katana and jumps what? onto his horse. What and, and rides away from the army. What? Um, and while while, while <laughs> sort of sort of riding like riding around on his horse, um, he he's sort of all by himself and he's spotted um, by a sharpshooter from from another um, another force. Um, those of uh, Yan Shishan, uh, who is also sort of like fighting against the Japanese in in Shanxi province. Okay. Um, and so the soldier sees this like Japanese officer riding a horse, um, and he he shoots uh, Lin and severely injures him. <laughs> you um, fucking idiot! So, so Lin Lin takes a bullet to the head. Um, it it grazes his head though, but but it does enough like damage to leave like a permanent impression on his skull. Lin fifty cent Manuel. Miranda Bayo. I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with? Why would he? Ju- oh my god! So many wise. Why would you put on an enemy uniform and go riding around? You fucking was, moron. Why it was would you cosplay? Do- <laughs> um, so after after he's shot in the head, he falls from his horse and also injures his back. 
<laughs> get fucked, uh, bro. That's what you and, get for putting on a Japanese uniform when you're and, a Chinese and guy. While, and, and while he's he's recovering from his injuries, he, he gets tuberculosis. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, especially as somebody who doesn't even believe in him. God doesn't like this man. He's like... <laughs> Yeah. No, bro. You, <laughs> I'm gonna get you killed some way or another. We're just gonna throw everything at you at once. <laughs> and, and and due to his like condition, in 1938, um, he goes to Moscow for treatment, um, and he serves as a representative for the Chinese Communist Party um, in the Comintern. Um, and and he would remain in Moscow um, until 1942. So did he pull like a Jordan Peterson? He went to Moscow for medical treatment when he couldn't get it in his own place. Moscow, Moscow. <laughs> well, I, I would. I think the difference is is that like the reason why Jordan Peterson went to Russia was because he didn't want to put up with rehab. He just wanted them to put him into a coma. <laughs> so to make have me to go deal with to the rehab, rehab. And I said no, no, no. <laughs> He's got, like, such a high voice. He almost sounds like Kermit the Frog you know, when he tells you that you need to clean your room and take charge of your life. But the I, thing but about I, don't, I don't want you to look at what is in my camera, in the my doctors. dirty room. But I just want you to know that when you when you make your bed, it's it's the first step to, to, towards, like, the lobster hierarchy uh, that I constantly he, talk about. When, when Lin goes to Moscow, um, his wife comes with him, um, but their relationship falls apart, um, and she eventually leaves Moscow to return to, to Yanon without him. Oh, man. Uh, but but during his time in Moscow, Lin becomes um, infatuated um, with with the adopted daughter of Zhou Enlai, um, Sun Weisha, um, who is studying in Beijing, or studying in Moscow, sorry. Okay. Um, and, and so dur- during the period that he's there, um, she she'll stay in Moscow until 1946. Um, but before Lin returns to China in 1942, um, he proposed to Sun and promised to divorce his wife um, if if she will marry him. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so. Sun was not um, she. She did not accept Lin's proposal, um, but she promised to consider marrying him after she completed her studies. Um, but when but when Lin uh, returns to China, um, he divorces his wife and he ends up marrying another woman um, named uh, Ye Chun. And and Ye Chun, uh, they they marry in 1943, um, and. This mostly happens because uh, um, he he just knows that she's not going to marry him, and also too, um, it ends up that like Sun and Ye end up um, hating each other. Um, so when when he returns, he he's sort of involved um, in in the training and indoctrination of troops. Hmm. Um, so World War II ends, um, and at the end of the war, um, Lin is, is sort of brought to sort of like a field command, um, and he's um, he's given command of what's called the Fourth Field Army in in Manchuria. In nineteen when? In nineteen uh, so uh, like after World War II ends, so like nineteen forty five, forty six. Okay. Um, so 
Manchuria had been taken by the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union was occupying uh, Manchuria. Um, and, and during that time period, um, they, they had started sort of dismantling all of the, the Japanese factories and equipment that were in Manchuria and started sending it back to the Soviet Union. Um, dur- during this period as well, uh, Mao re- repeatedly asked the Soviet Union for help in, in the form of like uh, weapons and other materials, um, but the Soviet Union doesn't really want to give him anything, uh, mostly because Stalin and Mao don't really have a great relationship. Um, and what they do is they end up giving the, the Chinese communists like all the captured weapons they have from the Japanese. Wow. So, so they had to return all this stuff because it was on lease. Well, no, they they don't have to return it. They they're just like here. You can have all these weapons we captured from the Japanese. No, I mean this. They you said they gave back the Soviet equipment, right? No, 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 no. They the the Soviets were were just sort of like stripping down anything that wasn't bolted down in Manchuria from the Japanese. Oh, wow, okay, like, okay. Like they 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 took all the factory equipment. Uh, Man- Manchuria was kind of a. Um, it was sort of like a colonial state for the Japanese, um, where there were a lot of factories. Um, uh, prime Minister Abe, the current Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, um, his his maternal uh, grandfather uh, ran the economy in in Manchuria, and, and really? he would eventually become um, a Japanese Prime Minister himself. His grandfather. Yeah, his his maternal grandfather. Ah, um, it's all making sense now, Shinzo. Now it's all coming together like butt cheeks. Getting the fucking so, robot, Shinzo. <laughs> so so what happens is is that in, in sort of like a genius move, Lin decides sort of adopting Maoist strategy, which Mao has written a lot about, um, sort of like guerrilla warfare and, and people's warfare, um, and. What he sort of advocates for is that they abandon the cities of Manchuria um, and, and let the nationalists take them over, um, but they they sort of go into the countryside and gain the support of the of the peasants. I mean, that's um, the smartest thing to do is they get the support of the people that live there. So what what they do is they they just sort of um, they whittle down the nationalist forces that are in uh, Manchuria and the cities. Um, just, just sort of uh, hitting and ru- hitting and running stuff like that. Um, so the the nationalists become more and more isolated in the cities, um, and, and they're eventually forced to to surrender. And and in order to sort of save them um, politically, um, Chiang Kai Shek um, sends troops into Manchuria to, to sort of relieve these garrisons that are falling. Um, but but those troops are are in turn you know sort of defeated by. Um, the, these guerrilla forces that have been building up strength. And Chiang Kai-shek is the guy that's got enough medals, it looks like he should be falling over forward? Yes. Okay. Not, not as many as Brezhnev, but, but pretty close. <laughs> um, and, and Chiang actually was a, a general. Um, he, he actually was like a fairly good military leader, despite the circumstances against him. Gotcha. Um, but um, in, in 1948, um, the, the army... That, that Lin had was originally um, 100,000 strong um, but by the time that they had captured all of Manchuria um, it numbered 800,000 damn good um, that's a so, big old army so <laughs> because of their victories in, in Manchuria um, the nationalist um, forces sort of collapse um, and the nationalists flee to Taiwan okay um so his forces moved south. They captured Beijing in January of 1949, um, 
Wuhan is captured in May, um, and Guangzhou is taken in October. I'm sorry, did you uh, say Wuhan? O- yeah, in, in October... <laughs> Especially with the coronavirus coming around? That fuck, they should just let it fall. Fuck Wuhan. But, not, um, not them personally, you know what I'm saying. But on October 1st, 1949, um, the People's Republic of China is declared um, as, as the as the communist claim of victory over all of China. Gotcha. Now is now that's like propaganda, right? It was like years before they actually had secured the country, right? Well, no, they they had secured most of the country by 1949. So there were no up, uh, like reprisals or uprisings. Um, there there is a Muslim insurgency um, in Western China during this time in Xinjiang, um, which is run by one of the um, former warlords who was a who's a Chinese Muslim named uh, Ma Bufang. Um, Why does that sound so familiar to me? Is this a very, like, not popular, but, like, this is, like, a wide-known thing? Uh, I don't I don't think it's that widely known. Because um, that but, name but, sounds very familiar that you said. Was it Ma Bufang you said? Yeah. That name sounds very familiar. Like, I've heard that before. Very... But the, the, the insurgency is, is eventually, like, put down, um, and, and the communists eventually assert their control over Tibet. Okay. Um, so when, when sort of after this period, though, he begins to still suffer from poor health. Um, and, and because of his, like, poor health conditions, um, he's not able to, to sort of take any high-ranking positions within the new government. So what kind of poor health are we talking about? Are you diabetic? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Okay. Um, okay. So because of... Um, because he was given mostly like honorary uh, positions with very few responsibilities in the fifties, um, he he didn't have a lot of responsibility on him, and and this is also good because Lin is also not very good at at being like responsible for his um, political um, things that he has to take care of, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of this he cites to his uh, poor health. Um, so it, we're not exactly sure what was wrong with Lin. Um, but it, it seemed to have caused a number of like physical and mental health problems for him. Okay. Um, and, and the reason why we don't really have a good idea of what, what affected him was because, um, his medical records have never been publicly released. Okay. Um, one, one of Mao's, uh, former doctors, um, Lee, uh, Jisui, um, he believes that Lin was, uh, he suffered from, uh, neuroasthenia and, and, hypochondria neurasthenia and hypochondria so my, my dude suffered from fucking fibromyalgia it's what yeah. he fucking suffered from so oh, what, what, would, God. what would happen was that anytime anytime i got he, the tickles he, again i gotta get out i'm well, sneezing too. Fi- well, i'm having you, a fibro storm you you guys you guys joke <laughs> but um he would become ill apparently anytime that he that he perspired that he sweated and that he had a phobia of water, wind, cold, light, and noise. He's got to get one of those Joe Rogan sensory deprivation tanks to just fucking exist. Good lord, dude. It's like, well, he, it sounds like mania. You know what they do for mania? I read an article yesterday that one of the treatments for it is... Is, it is they, letting uh, you run for president? And- no, 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 no. <laughs> they'll, like, uh, they'll lay you down on your right-hand side and pour cold water in your ear. Ho. And apparently it causes, like, the mania to subside. 
I'm going to stop. Good. They're not 100% sure why either. Has anybody tried just holding Kanye I'm going to stop you or? there, Steve, because, you know, Sun Yat-sen, he didn't, he didn't save no, no Chinese people. He just gave those Chinese people over to other Imperials. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, don't, but, don't start but, crying, all right? One <laughs> of the things that would apparently happen to him was that he would get nervous at the sight of rivers and oceans in traditional Chinese paintings. I don't like this. What? Hey, everyone, and I that, don't like this. This isn't he, cool. And he would also apparently uh, have diarrhea um, if he heard uh, the sound of running water. What the? <laughs> Yo, um, seriously? But, but there are a lot of different, like, sort of Stop. depictions of, of what affected him. So we're not entirely sure exactly what was real and what was not. Fucking stop it, yo. The, the ultimate troll would just be to turn on a sink anytime you're in a room with him. <laughs> he said something you don't like, just turn the sink on. Oh, I'm sorry, you shit your pants, Lynn? It was it was also believed that he, he might have possibly suffered from a, a schizoid personality disorder. Um... Because if he he had a lot of traits associated with it, such as he was very aloof, um, he he didn't have really an interest in social relationships, and he was like very secretive and, and cold towards people, um, especially later on during the Cultural Revolution. Oh, so he's just like me. So are you saying I have a schizoid personality disorder? <laughs> well, you you haven't yes. you haven't like you, you haven't like you haven't like sent anybody to prison to like die. Um, not so like, knowingly, not in the last ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, not in the last decade. Lynn, Lynn, very knowingly sends sends people to their deaths. Is it because they're uh, wet? Yeah, they they were too sweaty for him. He was just looking at him. He's just like, it's like, oh, you're covered in sweat, dude. I went to I went um, to high school with this one kid. He was this football player, and this guy sweated so much, you would swear he was wearing some kind of device that emitted water. Like a sprinkler, <laughs> like under his shirt. He was wearing one of those, like, those, like, very dangerous, like, old school, like, rubber workout suits. Yeah. His clothes. I used to ask him, like, yo, man, you all right? Like, yeah. And he was like, dude, he was, he was clearly Jason. He'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a good thing Lynn wasn't around the 90s. He would have locked up half of, half of the uh, Captain Planet Planeteers. Wind! Go, nope! Get him out of here. <laughs> the only one he'd leave around is, is Mati. Um, Heart! No, he'd get locked up too. <laughs> he, um, he, too much too much heart. Get lock him up. That, that was when they also found out he had a he was deathly afraid of monkeys. Uh, <laughs> um, shit. So, this isn't Lin Biao you're talking about. This is Sun Yat Sen. <laughs> no, Lin Biao. No, this is Lin Biao, bro. Lin Biao was afraid of water? Yes. Yeah, that, that's what Wind, I'm talking water, about. Water, cold, light, noise is what Steve said earlier. Yeah, this Wind, is all part of water, his cold, like light his noise. his head divot. That's why I said half the planeteers would be fucked. <laughs> oh man, um, that's so weird. So he he also would suffer from excessive headaches, um, and he would spend a lot of his free time consulting. I know something um, about that. Like <laughs> traditional Chinese medical tests, and and so also he sort would of spend making, a lot of his free um, time wasting his time. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> making making um, traditional Chinese medicines for himself. People, I've got you have no idea how many arguments I've got in about traditional Chinese medicine over the years. I mean, oh, you don't being he, in as, Kung as Fu, someone who lived in China. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've you you actually had more direct access it, to it. it. I was just getting third party shit. It, Wait a minute, and had to deal with doctors. Ugh. Wait a minute, you lived in China, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah we talked China about for that three years. 
Yeah, we talked about that. Was I drunk? Yes. Probably. Yes. <laughs> I the two of you both. It's all like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Um, anyway. So, he, he, he often suffered from insomnia, um, which he took sleeping pills for. Um, and he would eat um, simple meals. And, and he also did not smoke or drink alcohol, which during during this time period... If, well, if you know anything about China, um, they, they they drink a lot, and they also smoke a lot. Is this um, guy like the, 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 the early Soylent Green guy? Like, I fucking hate everybody. I hate everything. I don't yeah, he's like, H- he's like Chinese he H.P. Lovecraft. He's like Chinese, yeah. he's like Chinese H.P. Lovecraft. That's what he is. Um, Yo, he's like sitting there eating boxes that of I knew- tuna and butterfly wings and <laughs> dust... Do you know how long I knew who H.P. Lovecraft was before I before I knew what the name of his cat was? Oh yeah, dude. It's... I was very, very like, whoa. I just had a conversation about this the other day. Like, you know, death of the author being what it is. You know, you can read his books as horror books, but at the end of the day, there's it's very difficult to separate the fact that he was a fucking xenophobe. There's and there's, raging there's also fucking racist piece of shit. There, there's raging also like racist. abhorrent, it, abhorrent even for the time period like racist descriptions of black people in his books yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. like i've read it's brutal. i've read like conan books yeah. or, or conan stories i should say mm-hmm. and like conan conan stories are like very like of the era where they're like very very racist depictions of like different like ethnicities and races mm-hmm. but like at one point howard even told lovecraft you know that you you need to tone it down a bit you tell that man to ease up yeah yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, if you don't know anybody that's listening, if you don't know what H.P. Lovecraft's cat's name was, don't, I highly suggest that you Google don't it to tell give people yourself some perspective. Yeah, it's just it's just N-bomb, man. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I, I just didn't want to say it because it's fucking disgusting, but it's like, I just for, for, for it really sucks because like, I, lo- I really like, I really liked Lovecraft and I liked a lot of his stories, but like, then I did too, that you, was you, my, listen, when you find out, I've yeah, I've, like, I've literally read like every story except for like some of the short stories, and you know you start like I love uh, Reanimator, love Reanimator, and then I found all that stuff later on, and I was like, God fucking damn it, I can't yeah, separate brutal. the artist from the work. But he's essentially Lin Biao, except for the fact that Lovecraft died alone in an apartment, sick and hateful of the entire world around him. Also, I don't think um, that uh, Lin Scott Bayo had um, a cat. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't, I don't think, think he, he did. He, he, yeah, he did not have a cat. Um, so as, as his like condition is getting like like worse over time, which it does get progressively worse, um, he he refuses to bathe or eat fruit due to his like fear of water. Oh my god, um, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Has it always been that way? What? So has he never taken a bath in his whole life? Well, no. He was he, it this, after it, he got shot in the head that he developed yeah, a phobia. Yeah, it's after he gets shot in the head that this all starts uh, uh, to like happen. You know, that, that, that's uh, why I said it's all his his head did it. You know, that's a big no, thing. With okay, that's okay. a real thing because traumatic brain injuries can cause massive changes in your personality. The traumatic um, brain injuries are very serious. So I've, yeah. I've had two, and uh, you know, I still to this day think it's why I have ADHD. It's there's a lot of research about concussions and losing the ability to pay attention like it's uh, it's really interesting my uh special person in my life we'll just say that um her daughter 
had a TBI, and for <laughs> as soon as she, you know she kind of recovered, I was like, listen, for for the next like couple years, I anytime you want something, just look at your mom, give her the puppy dog eyes, and stick your bottom lip out, and just be like. But I have a traumatic brain injury. Oh um, my god! <laughs> she's like, I fucking hate you telling my kid to do that. I'm like, I- I'm sorry. I'm having trouble following this now. I can't believe like he's that <laughs> fucked up. Like I can't believe he's. Well, it gets it gets better because he he's also due to his fear of like wind and light. Um, he his like his office is like very like gloomy and doesn't have any ventilation. Because remember during this time period, you don't have ACs. So he's, like, he has his windows closed in, like, China, which is a very, like, most of China is very humid. Hmm, okay. Um, and, and it's also, some have also claimed that Lin had, had also become addicted to, to opium or morphine, but but we don't know if that's true. Opium had a huge popularity in China, though, at this point, didn't it? So well, it's, it stands to reason that he may have. Well, the... the the communists sort of like wipe out opium because they they sort of give an ultimatum of like you you go cold turkey or or you die, and like people who sell drugs in in China even even today like drug dealing has very serious penalties. I'm pretty sure going but, like, cold turkey on opium might kill you anyway. Yeah, it well, doesn't really yeah, work that they, well. They, they 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 just sort of like essentially don't they were just like you either die or you die. Either I'm just, die or die. I'm just going to go out on a limb here, Steve, and say that like Mao's China did not have a reverence for human life. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Look, sure Mao's you China either die you or we're going to put you inside water with wind. <laughs> <laughs> put him in the and tank, a bright boys. Spotlight. Look at this sunlight. <laughs> Fucking scared now. Lin's, we got to leave prison. Lin. We got to get Lin out of these prisons. Seriously. A Lin's, Lin's idea for a prison is one of those like giant like Olympic size like swimming pools, but the Jeez. walls are just those giant like fans. Oh my like god. those factory fans. Oh my god. With like those like baseball stadium lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, in in 1953, uh, Soviet doctors. Um, had diagnosed Lynn as suffering from manic depression. No kidding. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chun would would sort of reject this. Um, but but Chinese doctors would also say that like confirm this diagnosis. Okay. Um, and, and and because he's like so like fragile from his like condition, um, a lot of people sort of manipulate him, including his wife. Um, she uses him for a lot of political gain. That fucking ski fooza. <laughs> um, sort of before Lin died, um, his Lin Lin's son's uh, fiance would say that like he was like extremely distant and and like socially and politically like detached. Um, so this is like around like seventy one, um, and, and she would say that he would just like sit there and just stare out blankly. So he's like, yeah, uh, shot in the fucking face. Give him a break. Is it, is it the Rainmaker where the dad's just out in the back in the broken car and he just sits out yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> it's Lin Biao just sitting out there in the broken Ford Fairlane. <laughs> during his, like, and the only times he would really, like, have activity during this period was to either complain about his medical issues or seek treatment. <laughs> My fibromyalgia is acting up again. I'm in the fibro storm right now. <laughs> um, so, just lost all our fibromyalgia patients. 
That was like ten percent of our demo. I promise it's run. no 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 gigantic loss. Fibro fibro moms for like ten percent. Uh, <laughs> next, I, you're gonna go off on the wine moms, and we're gonna lose everyone. I got checked for that uh, at one point because I got checked. For, I got checked for everything for fibromyalgia. I actually had, uh, I had okay. a workup done. Cause I, Here's the deal. I, I, I rag on fibromyalgia because people... It's I, a waistband. It so they much call it a waste. I'm just like, it's, it, it's, it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. And then I read in the DSM-5 where they said, no, um, we're seeing very positive uh, you know, treatment outcomes when we treat, quote-unquote, fibromyalgia instead of going the traditional... Um, you know, dope them up. Here's pain medication. If you're in this right. phantom pain, to hey, your new treatment plan is going to be antidepressants, exercise, and a change of diet, and it's worked like almost ninety percent of the time. Yeah, where it's like, yo, and and then when you really think about, in in my case, uh, the the types of people that will say that they suffer from fibromyalgia, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah. Um, you could definitely do with a change in diet and some exercise and some antidepressants and see if that works. Yeah, you're not saying it's fatties. You're just saying it tends to be people who are out of shape or like. Yeah, maybe, you don't even have to be fat. Maybe just like sedentary. Like I'm, I'm not fat, but I'm I'm, I'm definitely could, you know stand to go to the gym for a little. Yeah, probably sedentary. Like yeah. it's a lifestyle. No, fuck you. I'm not sedentary. It's a, <laughs> it's a it's a lifestyle is basically what they're trying to change. And in in I feel that, like I. So would you say that Lin Biao could use problem. Like a glass of water once in a while. All I'm saying is Lin Biao could, some, could little, use for some if, more fiber. If all I'm saying is that if he didn't have his fear of water, if he just drank enough hot water, he'd be fine. <laughs> oh my god! Ryan doesn't know, um, but that was the that was the ticket when Steve was in China. Yeah, they would. <laughs> every time you like went to the doctor, they'd first ask you like, "Did you drink hot water?" Are you serious? Like, like, like sort of like a like like in almost like. Like this idiot probably didn't even drink the hot water. Like <laughs> you for real? Like, drink drink the hot water and then come talk to me. Is yeah. this like a real thing? Not like a drop bear thing? This no is like bullshit. Thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. And like when you would go to a restaurant in China, if they gave you water, it was usually like boiling hot water. What? Like like steam coming off the glass, like like hot water. And not like a tea bag with it. No tea. It's just hot water. No, just just hot water. If you want a tea, you'd ask for tea. But yeah, like if you get if you go into a place and they gave you water, it would be like it would be boiling water. What? Because in traditional Chinese medicine, cold water is seen as being bad for you because your stomach is um, yang aligned. You mm-hmm. know, like yin and yang. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's so- yin and yang, not yin and yang. It's it's young. Wow. But anyways, thought we do this podcast. I actually learned stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> a- anyways, because because young energy is like is like hot aligned. Um, that if you drink cold water, it will like destroy your stomach. Is the logic because okay. because you're putting cold with hot, it's gonna it's gonna cause an imbalance. Okay. Um. So so like hot water is like generally like like what they tell you to drink. And they, they believe that it's, like, better for your health. Like, my grandmother used to do that. I, I, I specifically remember being younger, my grandmother drinking just hot water. And I'm like, what the fuck you, like, not tea? No, just hot water. So she must have been a school of the uh, Eastern medicine then, apparently. Very wise in the ways. <laughs> she is Eastern very medicine. fucking wise, let me tell you like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it throughout the period of the 50s, you know, Lynn is sort of out of commission with his, his many medical issues. Um, and, and in October of 1950, 
Um, Peng Dehui, uh, Dehui comes the, the leader of the Chinese forces that are going to Korea, um, which Wen had, had reservations about China joining. Korea, um, the forces going to Korea. Yeah, going going to the Korean War. Peng Dehui will be like the, the commander of those forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Lin will Is it because they the were Soviet going Union. close to water? Is that why? That you want to cross that river. Yep. <laughs> um, so Lin, Lin goes to the Soviet Union with Joe and Lai no, I'll watch and, shit on myself <laughs> and, and they negotiate um, they negotiate with Stalin for support for, for China's intervention in the Korean War um, and, and because of this uh, Lin is um, Lin is not very quick to rise to power like I said um, and because of that, he sort of misses out on a lot of like the early purges. Okay. And so he he's sort of given he misses out. Given, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. We we purged everybody before you got you guys, here. Sorry. You guys got to let me know next time, all right? Because I missed the last six purges. <laughs> I feel like I'm very left out. I feel like you guys and are you not can't stream them. You can't stream them. Okay, they don't put <laughs> them up right away. It takes six months. You'll, you, Ten cent like, is not even an idea in people's minds yet. You'll you'll joke, but but you'll see that like this this is one of the reasons why Lin becomes as powerful as he is. Okay. Um. Okay. So so Lin is given control of sort of like China is broken up into like five military districts, and he's given um the the central Chinese military district. Um. And during this period, um, in, in nineteen fifty or in nineteen fifty five, Lin is made a member of the Politburo. Which is sort of like the the Congress that controls China, right? Okay. Um, in in 1958, um, uh, Peng gives a speech where he he's China's defense minister at this time. He gives a speech on the 40th anniversary of the Soviet Red Army, um, suggesting that the Soviet Union and China should have closer relations. Um, and this angers Mao because Mao wants to keep China distance from the Soviet Union. Um, it- so. In, in response to this, he, he sort of begins um, sort of setting Lin to become Peng's successor. Um, and, in, and in 1958, later that year, um, Lin, um, Lin joins the Standing Committee of the Politburo, which are like the most powerful people in the Politburo. Um, th- these are like the people who actually do the actual like leading in China. Um, and, and he becomes um, he becomes one of the vice chairmen of China. Hmm. Um, okay. And in and in 1959 at, at the Lushan conference, um, which China has these like different political conferences where they they get together much like they did in the Soviet Union. Um, is this is like the Bilderberg of, conference? Is that what this is like? The Bilderberg group? Sort of. <laughs> Wait for real. Well, it's it's just sort of like they get together. Um, they they talk about like what what they're gonna do. Like like sort of like how like. When, like how Trotsky and Stalin would sort of like spar with each other at these conferences that they. All had I'm saying Soviet is, Union. I forgot my keys and I cannot find them. I will leave as soon as you give me my keys. I know that you've told me I cannot come back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to. Uh, uh, I had a hat. Did you find go the hat? <laughs> Argentina? No, no. They kicked me out of Argentina. No, no. Mexico. My Mexico. wallet's gone. Go I'm just thinking of like Jerry Seinfeld's dad in that episode. When he's not the doctor. My wallet's gone. <laughs> You can uh, find me in Mexico later on. Just, just come talk to me if you need me. Car gone. So at, at this conference, uh, Peng criticizes the the Great Leap Forward, 
Um, and for this, good. Um, Mao has has Pong arrested and removed from all of his government positions. Damn. So Pong um, criticizes one of the worst ideas ever, and he's arrested yes. and removed from all of his positions. Um, and and even though like Lin also um, Lin also you know believes the the same things as Pong, he he doesn't publicly voice them. Uh, because he knows that if he he publicly opposes uh, many of Mao's programs, that that he's also going to be um, be in a similar situation. And Lin will publicly condemn Peng. Um He will say that he's a, a a careerist, a conspiracist, and a hypocrite. Mm. Um, and um, and then uh, Pong is is then put on um, indefinite like house arrest until he dies. Ouch. Okay. Wow. Fuck. Um, and then, uh, eventually, um, Lin becomes the most publicly supportive uh, um, sort of government official of Mao um, after the Great Leap Forward. Because after this, like, sort of disastrous period um, and the artificial famine um, that, that China suffers... So he's like um, the Ron DeSantis of uh, communist Yeah, China. he's... Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he, he's cheering on Mao while everybody else is um, is sort of like rallying against Mao. Mao's over there passing cognitive tests. <laughs> <laughs> That's an elephant for sure. I know Like that the is. fucking doctor comes capital. out and says, these are supposed to be easy, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a capital J genius who weighs 239 pounds. <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> I'm close to that. <laughs> Capital J genius. Oh my god. Um, and and Lin will Lin will continue um, to to sort of defend Mao at, at different sort of conferences. Hmm. Um, and, and they want Lin to replace Peng, um, but Lin doesn't want to take the position. Um, and and eventually, what happens is is that um, he he Mao sort of like makes him do it. Okay, you want to get, um, get house arrests, huh? And when, um, <laughs> while while he's sort of leader of the People's Liberation Army, um, he he sort of has most of his subordinates do everything. Okay. Um, and and so uh, the the chief of staff, um, Leo Ruiqing, uh, and and Ho Long, the the vice chairman of the of the Central Military Council, um, they they. Do like they handle most of the day-to-day affairs, um, and, and so what he does is Lin sort of like makes these sweeping reforms in the People's Liberation Army. Um, he, he sort of abolishes all, all sort of signifiers of, of rank. Um, he he purges all the members that are sympathetic um, to the Soviet Union, um, and he directs like he has the workers work um, as industrial and agricultural workers. Um, in, in their sort of like uh, part time, and then he also sort of begins like indoctrinating them with what's referred to as Mao Zedong thought, like basically Maoism. Before yeah, so the, the political Maoism. teachings of, of Mao Zedong. Wow. Um, okay. And so the the People's Liberation Army is already um, it, it's the army of the Chinese Communist Party. It is not the army of the People's Republic of China. It is the army of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's like it, that's not just me like saying in hyperbole. It's it's literally what it's set down in the constitution as. Okay. Um, so, 
Lynn, Lynn sort of begins indoctrinating the, the army, um, and, and he also sort of gives higher status to political commissars um, during this period. Meaning what? Uh, well, he, he just gives them like a higher regard and status within the military. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. And what um, year are we talking about right now? This is in the early 60s. Okay. Um, so he, he implements a lot of these reforms to make Mao happy, um, but he, he also privately is worried that these reforms might weaken the, the military. Um, and and Mao like loves what Lin's doing with the People's Liberation Army, and he keeps giving him promotions. How much? <laughs> how many more promotions can he get past Colonel before he just hits General? Well, before he just hits like Grand Mao. <laughs> fucking thirty-seven different promotions later, nineteen medals, thirty-six ribbons. <laughs> Um, and and Lin continues to use his. Um, he becomes Minister of Defense. Um, what? Well, well, he already was Minister of Defense, but as his position of Minister of Defense, um, he continues with these sort of um, programs to to support Mao um, and, and creating a cult of personality for him. Okay. Um, and, and he begins a lot of national campaigns. One of them that he creates is called the Learn from Lei Feng campaign. Uh, okay. which has begun in 1963. Um, Lei Feng was a, a most likely didn't exist soldier um, who, who was sort of like an orphan who, who was raised by the PLA um, and he eventually becomes like this honest and hardworking soldier who kept this diary um, and he's eventually killed when a, a telephone pole falls on him during during one of their like labor campaigns and he dies. So did he exist or did he not exist, Mr. Alex Jones, as, he, as we're going to have a rehashing of the fucking Henry Avery episode? Well, he, we... he, he, probably didn't, um, he probably didn't exist because people pointed out that he was like a very low-level like soldier, but there's uh -huh. a lot of like professional photographs of him because he became famous after he died. Um, so the, the fact that there's all these like sort of like professional photos of this guy during a period where like cameras are not common – in mm -hmm. China is very suspicious. That sounds like propaganda. Um, and it's it's very common in sort of like communist countries. Like the Soviet Union was big on it under Stalin, um, and they also have other sort of like heroic, legendary like soldiers. Um, for instance, in like the Soviet Union, they have what was called the the Stankovite um, Workers Movement. Um, okay. and, and it was based on this guy named Stankov, who was like a real he was a real like factory worker. Yeah, Stankov. Yakov Smirnov. But but what they did was they gave him like like they sort of cheated to meet quotas. Like like they would they would sort of like have people help him and then say that he did all the work himself to okay. to say that like, oh man, this guy's like the greatest worker ever. You should all be like this guy. Yeah, I mean it's propaganda all the way down. You make um, people fucking believe that that shit is actually like a, a viable thing that this man could can literally build fifty six fucking Ford Model T's by himself. I don't fucking understand how he even leaves the house when he's scared of the elements. And I don't mean <laughs> rain. I mean every element. Well, I'm going to stop you there, Steve. One answer. Cloak. Did he actually cloak? wear a cloak? Fuck off. Did no. he wear a cloak? Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> I, was gonna say I, I was about to, like, Google cloak uh, Lin Biao and see if I could find one. All the pictures have been purged. 
Lippiao just walked around looking like Orko all the time. Oh all his God. pictures have been purged. Like that picture of Stalin with the guy you, next all to you him. All you can see, he, he, he looks like a black mage. Like, all you can see is just his eyes because he's wearing, like, that uh, giant hat and, like, a... And like a collar that just like obscures all of his features. I'm too warhammered up. I go straight to the Watchers in the dark. That's what you look like. Um, and and because like Lynn isn't like doing like much of anything during this period, um, yeah, Chun uses um, uses this to sort of like control his public life, um, and, and she sort of like controls like who sees him and, and what like what messages get to him. Okay. Um, and and Mao also knows this, and he encourages Ye to act on on Lin's behalf at times. Okay. Um, so, like for instance, in, in 1965, um, he has um, yeah criticize uh, Lin's chief of staff, the the guy I mentioned earlier, um, Luo uh, Lue Ching, um, uh, on behalf of Lin, e- even though Lin didn't know about it. Um, and, and Lin was actually pretty mad about this because he liked uh, Guo. So he was talking shit to somebody on behalf of somebody else who did not know that he was talking shit in their name. Yeah, his wife is going around like mouth, like telling his wife to go like, hey, I, I need you to publicly like criticize your, 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 your husband's like guy. These are trifling ass motherfucking Chinese dudes, man. These are trifling um, motherfuckers. And... and, and and Will's mad about this, you know, because there's a lot of her, intrigue her, say, in the in the communist government. Yeah, and and Lin is Lin is like I said, not happy about this because his like one of his like main guys got purged. So okay, so can we just can we just Lin is a hardcore communist, right? I would I would say he is when he's not just being like obsessed with his like health. Okay, so he doesn't have any reservations about the communist party, I, the communist ideology, well, as far as we know. Well, I would say a lot of his life during this period is mostly just surviving, as you'll see. Okay. Um, either either surviving his imagined illnesses or like the very real chance. Because those storms kick up at the worst popular <laughs> worst possible yeah. times. At, at the very real chance that they like that he ends up like some of the uh, some of like mouse rivals during this okay. period. Okay. Um, which right. which we'll get to. Okay. Um, so what what Lin would do was he would have people like he would just take speeches that others wrote for him and read them. Um, and he would also have people like ghostwrite articles for him. Um, and, and he would just like, he would accept these as long as they supported Mao. So he um, was Fox news for China. Yeah. And like one of his, like, for instance, one of his like most well-known articles that had his name to it, it was a, a 20,000 word pamphlet called long live the victory of the people's war. Um, which got released in 1965, and it even got a movie. What? Yeah, they they made a lot of like propaganda movies in China in the 60s uh, because they weren't allowed to make movies about anything else other than like essentially Maoist propaganda. Crazy. Um, and and it was sort of like this this political like theory that that talked about how like how the poor peoples of the world um, sort of represented sort of like the rural areas of the world. And mm-hmm. that, like, the first world nations, like, in, in the West, were, were sort of like the cities. And, and in sort of likening sort of Maoist ideology that the countryside needed to overtake the cities, um, he said that these sort of, like, third world nations, um, which we can actually call them that because it is the third world during this period, um, is um, to, to sort of, like, overthrow the first world nations. 
Got you. And we say, are we talking in literally like first world nations are well, the the Cold War? And yeah, the like, the first okay. world is like the United States and its allies. The second world is the communist world, and the third world is is like the the non aligned. Everybody like, else. Yeah, it's like Newark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really claims them, but they're like, yeah, they're there. <laughs> um, so, when. In this in this treaties that Lin has his name on, they they also say that like China is not going to help them, but that they need to like have self reliance and do it themselves. Pull yourself up by your yeah, bootstraps. Yeah. Boot, bootstraps you yourself up and, and overthrow the the bourgeoisie. Wow, fuck. Okay. Um, and and Lin would actually also um, take part in the in a compilation of Chairman Mao's writings. Um, which is what you know today as the the little red book, the quotations from Chairman Mao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, little red Lin, cookbook. Lin. Little red cookbook. <laughs> I actually have a copy of the little red book. I honestly have not read it. I have not like actually studied it, but I do have a copy somewhere in my fucking room here, somewhere laying around. <laughs> and and during this period too, Mao was also impressed with Lin. Um, because in 1962, there, there was the Sino-Indian War, um, which, which was a war between um, India and China over the area um, that uh, the borders between Tibet and India, um, and, and sort of like what what they're sort of fighting about today, off and on. Um, he his success in this like campaign also impresses Mao, mm. and and Mao sort of begins this propaganda campaign called Learn from the People's Liberation Army mm-hmm. um, and, and it sort of begins this sort of militarization of society of, of people you know dressing in the, the sort of like the green um, sort of army uniform mm-hmm. um, that they wear uh, that, that you, that's sort of associated with the Cultural Revolution is, um, that, is, it, is that the same uniform with the hat like the yeah, very communist yeah, China hat that I'm thinking of it's kind of yeah, like bunched it's, it's up a, yeah, okay. it's a military uniform it's, okay. it's stealing valor. Oh, stolen! You sons of bitches with stealing valor. <laughs> um, but in 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 1966, this this campaign eventually turns into the Cultural Revolution. Okay, what is the Cultural Revolution? What eventually happens is is that a, a group of a, a group of officials in China, led by Mao's second in command, um, Liu Xiaoqi. Um, they they sort of move against Mao to sort of like remove him from power as sort of being like the chairman and, and sort of put themselves in power and and their idea of what they want to do eventually is to do what Deng Xiaoping did and sort of like um, sort of like liberalize China, um, bring back in some market forces to sort of repair the damage that Mao's campaigns have done to China. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mao um, denounces uh, Leo as as a as a quote-unquote capitalist rotor. Um, okay. And, and, and Leo <laughs> that Xiaoqi, sounds like a really bad slur, but okay. And, and Liu Xiaoqi is um, thrown in jail, um, where, where he eventually dies because he's, um, he's a diabetic, um, but they don't give him insulin. Right. So they he, just gave him vials of hot water. <laughs> and they feed him cake. <laughs> they give him cold water. They give him bun bowing <laughs> fucking goddamn... I uh, need hot water to get the insulin. <laughs> I need hot water. They're like, well, you should have thought about that before you took the capitalist road. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, Leo Xiaoqi actually, like, dies in a pretty terrible state. It said that, like, when he when they, like, got him in his, like, jail cell, he was, like, covered in... 
he was like covered in filth and like he, he was like very unkept and they just like unceremoniously just threw him in the back of a jeep and then just like threw him in a grave god damn oh, shit. Um, so basically the cultural revolution was mal's attempt to get rid of everybody that wasn't communist well he, he wants to get rid of everybody who's not like everybody who's opposed to mal um, okay. What what he does is he eventually they eventually tell um, tell like young people to like rise up um, and, and to sort of that they're like he, he calls for sort of a state of like permanent revolution. Okay. And okay. in, in, within China, because he says like because of this is happening, it, it's because China's not being revolutionary enough, and they need revolution in every aspect of society. Um, so you get cases where like students turn on their teachers. Um, People are like paraded through the streets with like placards and signs on them that 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 say what crimes they're they're accused of committing, like um, a and sandwich like publicly boards? humiliated. Yeah, um, like and, like fucking um, what's his nuts from Die Hard? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> with that sandwich, but don't listen. I'm gonna tell you right Still now. Still makes me cringe nope. every fucking yeah, yo, time. I've seen that movie so many times that I'm just like, yo, I cannot fucking believe that this passed at least 10 or 15 different levels of fucking scrutiny. If somebody be like, yeah, that's okay to write on a sandwich board in the Bronx in the yeah. 90s. That's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but they... Oh, they, God. <laughs> like, like, for instance, um, Deng Xiaoping's son, um, the, the sort of like the vanguard of this revolution are called Red Guards, who are these sort of like young revolutionaries. Like they take Deng Xiaoping's son because Deng was allied with um, Liu Xiaoqi. Um, they take Deng's son and they throw him out of a fourth-story window, and and Jesus he's Christ. he's crippled from the um, the waist down for the rest of his life from the injuries. Did he did did, did he give like Marcellus Wallace his wife a foot rub or something? Mm. Why else did he get thrown out of a <laughs> fucking four-story window? Because <laughs> his because his dad was seen as like a traitor to them. Jesus. Like there are things too where like it, on universities. Like, the students just start, like, they, they sort of form into, like, gangs of, like, revolutionary cadres, and they begin, like, fighting with each other, and there's, like, a period where they use, like, the books from the library and just start, like, throwing them at, at each other, and at one point, one of the groups constructs a, um, a catapult that they use to, to chuck books at the other group. <laughs> <laughs> that's the nerdiest yo that's the nerdiest fucking shit I can think of I'm gonna build a catapult no I'm not gonna fire boiling oil at you I'm not gonna fire dead cows and spread pestilence I'm gonna fire books at you bitch not what you get um, hit with knowledge read a book. <laughs> and because uh, Leo was the second in command um, Mao wants uh, Mao wants Lin to become um, the the second in command, um, even though Lin is, is not like he does not think that Leo or, or Dung should have been purged, um, but he he again doesn't publicly oppose Mao, um, and and as Mao's like sort of trying to get him promoted, um, Lin keeps like sort of refusing it. Um, he he attempts to withdraw um, his nomination for the position um, mm-hmm. of, of vice chairman, um, but. Um, but before he can, the the other people, um, the the other people withdraw, and Mao won't accept his um, won't accept his um, rejection. Okay, that's fair. All right. Um, and and Lin was um, he he's not present at the at the conference where he's named vice chairman. Um, he wasn't even there. Yeah, and and after he's like sort of made it, he he comes to Mao to like beg him. 
um, to to not like give him the position to like take it away. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but but Mal okay. but Mal refuses and, and compares him um, to a to a Ming emperor uh, Shizong who who neglected his government responsibilities um, to sort of just look for um, longevity medicine. Gotta get that uh, elixir. Wow. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Chinese emperors were obsessed with finding eternal life. Yeah. Wow. Um. So also, he, haha! All those Chinese emperors are dead, so you didn't find eternal life. Haha! Get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta use that so external he, alchemy. <laughs> um, and he he sends a formal letter to Mao asking um, asking Mao to rescind the position as well, uh, but Mao. Um, rejects the request and when Lin receives the rejection letter um, he just throws it in the garbage oh fuck what he just uh, it's a rejection letter from Mao yeah he, he and he just throws it in the garbage yeah his 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 like like that dude in his eyes are like we sure man, he wasn't just mentor. scared of letters <laughs> it's possible <laughs> how Maybe he maybe he felt that the ink was bad for him, you know. Yeah, it's water based <laughs> ink. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, so how how Lin uh, sort of dealt with this? Because he was worried that you know now that he's second in command that he's going to get purged. Um, so what what he did was he he wouldn't express any opinion or, or make any any decision on anything until he knew what Mao's opinion. Um, or position on it was. So and, he was a do boy, and he would and he would try to be as close to like whatever Mao wanted as possible. So he was a do boy. Um, gotcha. And, yeah, and anytime Mao would make a public appearance in the same place, um, Lin would make sure that he arrived um, earlier than Mao so that he could be there to greet him um, and practice his and, hand gestures. Yeah, and he would um, he would also always appear close by Mao when they were together, and he would always have a copy of the little red book on him to to, to sort of show off his devotion to Mao. I've never seen a brown noser so fucking hard. Good lord, yeah, this is brown nosy. And his um, he he sort of becomes known as Mao's best student. And this kid, when, this this kid this guy needs a fucking swirly like and when, pronto. <laughs> well, it gets it gets better. When he was first informed of this, he said, um, "I don't have any talent. What I know, I learned from Mao." Bro, what the? F- I, I think <laughs> he's fucking stop. Now, is there a chance that he's just trying not to die? Well, yeah, it's it's all part of him, like like not being perched. This is all him. Uh, this is all him, okay. just sort of like. He he's George Costanzing it. Yeah. So he was playing the role. He was playing a role. He was he he was doing a good job at playing that role. Okay. Um. So Lin himself doesn't want to promote the Cultural Revolution. Um. He he'll only come to meetings when Mao demands him to. Um. <laughs> and and his colleagues will also note that that Lin won't talk about the Cultural Revolution, um, other than in public speeches. Um. Okay. And, and when people ask him about it, he'll just sort of make like. Like ambiguous statements. Okay. Um, and and after 1966, um, he he takes no phone calls. Um, he received um, very few visitors, um, and and he like secluded himself. 
Um, so, so they sort of gain this reputation of being, like, mysterious. Yeah, you're afraid of fucking weather. you got to kind of, like, seclude your fucking self. And, <laughs> and most of, and, and most of what he, um, and most of what he knew about what was going on came from his secretaries, who would read him, um, short summaries of, of documents, um, and he would only allow a half hour in the morning and then half an hour in the afternoon for this. I want to point out, so he's 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 allotting a full hour a day. That is a full 56 minutes more than Donald Trump allots <laughs> to his fucking briefings about the United States. So point, take that for what you will. Point made. <laughs> um, and, and this is obviously, you know, not not enough to like actually fulfill his responsibilities is essentially like the the second in command of china um so most of his important duties are carried on um by his wife okay interesting Uh, and and for instance too like he he has a, a a subordinate um who who gets in trouble um, during the Cold Revolution, and Lin sends him a letter that's, that warns him, you know, he, he tells him to be passive, passive, and passive again. Um, but his um, his subordinate doesn't really, like, get the message, um, and, and he's purged in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we really shouldn't be laughing about that. But... Here, I'm, I'm, here, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing F to pay my respects. Um, and and, and sort of his his policy he has with Mao is um, the three no's. Um, no responsibility, no suggestions, no crime. So that, that, that's, his, that's his sort of like game plan to get out of the Cultural Revolution alive. That's... Jesus. And, and, and sort of um, at, at sort of like Mao's um, suggestion in 1966... Um, Lin directs the Red Guards in Beijing um, to quote-unquote smash those persons in power who are traveling the capitalist road, the bourgeoisie revolutionary authority or reactionary authorities, and all royalists of the bourgeoisie, and to forcibly destroy the four olds, old cultures, old ideas, old customs, and old habits. Hmm. Um, so this is sort of a campaign where they start like smashing all the Buddhist statues and stuff like that. Motherfuckers. Um, just, just sort of like just destroying cultural sites, um, old artifacts. Um, it's very common if you visit sort of like cultural sites in China, um, if there are statues, that the statues will often be um, like, you can see that they were beheaded at one point, um, or, or they still have damage like that. Um, in, in August of 66, um, Lin institutes a three-month turmoil um, within the People's Liberation Army. Um, and essentially what this does is um, they inform all the military academies to dismiss their classes um, and allow the students to, to partake in the Cultural Revolution full-time. Um, and, and this sort of happens at like all levels of society. Like Eventually the schools are, are sort of canceled so the students can partake in the Cultural Revolution. Um, officers and commissars are, are sort of removed from their positions, um, and, and some are even beaten to death. Um, students also um, rebel against um, senior officers, um, and, and they abduct um, one of the one of the um, department directors of the National Commission for Defense Science, um, and they accuse him of um, 
of, of sort of like crimes for disciplining them before. Weird. Um, and the the students also um, arrest um, General Xiao Hua, um, who's the head of like the political department, so so essentially the head commissar, um, and and they um, they purge forty other top officers uh, working under him, and, and most of them will end up dying in prison. Um, so the the Cultural Revolution is like running wild all over China, um, and it, it's causing a lot of turmoil. Uh, Mao is, is, is sort of obsessed with destroying his enemies, um, and Lin, who, who sort of become um, close to being second in command, um, is you know not doing anything. He's just kind of chilling. Um, well, I mean, he's afraid of everything, so he's not he's going to leave his house. <laughs> Staring, staring off into space, probably just sitting at his desk, afraid to move. Yeah, afraid to use a, afraid to write letters because uh, the ink's made of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, the secretaries have to come in because he accidentally spilled his uh, ink on the desk. And he's like, screaming. <laughs> Bring me a cigarette, but don't light it. But let me smoke it anyway. Skylar, can you come it. in here and clean this up, please? I, I'm afraid to touch it. <laughs> Skylar. <laughs> Nance, I'm a. Listen, I say Skyler because I don't want to be like make up some Chinese name and have like one random person with Chinese ancestry or who is Chinese to be like, bro, that is incredibly shitty. What you just yeah, like if you said like (laughs) Chun Li or something like that. Yeah, I'm not afraid of some fucking Karen being like, "Ah, my 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 son's name is Skyler. Fuck you, fuck you, Skyler. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck up. I don't care. But I just feel like doing it to another culture is problematic. Yep. Um, so we're, we're going to leave off there, um, and then when we, we come back, um, we'll, we'll get to as, as Lin sort of reaches the, the pinnacle um, of his power and then his eventual fate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel like it's not going to end well for him. Well, it's not going well for him. <laughs> it is what I'm saying. It's not going well. He suffers from fibromyalgia, constant fibro storms. He, <laughs> he keeps getting he keeps getting promoted. It's, it's like when uh, it's like when George gets sent to work at the chicken factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the worst. You want win? I want win. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this guy's scared of water. You can have him. You can have him. You can have him. I don't want him. I don't want him anymore. Oh man. All right. So until next time. Until next time, catch you all. Part two, later. Linsanity. Part two, part two. Linsanity. <laughs> Linsanity. Running wild. Later. Later. Later.